The Juicy Cup Podcast is an opinion-based show that should not be considered professional advice or services and assumes no responsibility or liability towards listeners. Hey, everybody. My name is Bernard. And my name is Valerie. And welcome to the Juicy Cup Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Consistency is key, man. Yes, it is. It's key. Love it. So, how are you? I really am. It's tired. I know you're tired. Um, Are you off tomorrow? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Isn't it? Off Tuesday, too? No, I only work Tuesday and Wednesday, and then I'm off till next week, Wednesday. Can't wait. Oh, we off at the same time. I'm off next week. You took off some time, too? Mm -hmm. I got to go to the dentist. And, Uh, you know, they've been giving me all these damn mental health days, so I was like, go ahead and take one. Facts. Yeah, my, I think my Thursday is an R&R day. We call it rest and relaxation. And then the rest, um... I took annual leave, but I'm um I'm going out of town next week. What? Yeah, this week. Oh yeah, New York. You're telling me. Yeah. You know, the next time we record, it'll be my birthday weekend. If you want to change that, we can change it. Um, we can keep it. I'll be um I I tell you off the podcast what I'm doing, and when mm-hmm. we record next week, I will I guess tell everybody what I'm doing. Okay. Right. So then I won't ask what you're doing for your birthday. I'll leave that for off air. Because <laughs> that was about to be a question. Like, well, what's your B-Day plans? I feel like this month is like high key, passing by kind of quickly for us to say next month is your birthday. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> it still feels like we're supposed to be just getting into um, January, but it's already like the middle of the month, basically. Remember how I kept telling you that the um, EOD, um, like, end of December? I think it was, like, a little joke I was making on the pod. Oh, yeah. Like, I felt like when January hit, it was, like, everything that I had put to the EOD was, like, it's here. <laughs> um, I don't care if it's the second. Like, where are you with my stuff? And I'm like, chill out. We had the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. I can't say nothing. It was funny because, like, coming back to work that week, a lot of people got called out. And it still felt like, hey, come back to me next week. We can still we will still do some work this week, but just understand we are ramping up back to our norm. You put that perfectly because that's exactly what it was, and I don't think for the next at least two years mm-hmm. it's gonna look any different. Because next year, well, no, this Christmas is gonna be on a Wednesday because we have a leap year, and then the rest of it is at the end of the um. The end of the week, so. Who you telling? And it's gonna be I, a drag the next couple of holiday seasons. Yes, I wonder how that's gonna work out though. This year, I'm interested. How that's gonna look with fires? Like people getting off, and like are we gonna come to work that Monday? And or we just kind of, I'm just interested. Yeah, yeah. Enough. How have you been? I've been doing great, actually. I'm in um just. I finished. No, two books so far. I think um my I don't I like if I did have a resolution that I can keep for sure is reading at bare minimum one book. But I do want to like read my goal. a week. 
who knows? I'm I'm for the money. Okay. But I just do it at one bare minimum, but I would probably most likely still would do two because I have a third book I'm already interested in reading called White Feminism by um this lady from Pakistan, I think. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. One of the, um, my coworkers at um work gave it to me. I gave her the deep as well. Well, them. I gave them the deep, the deep as well, and they gave me um that book. They said it was really interesting. So we'll see. I probably started today actually, but I've been doing pretty good. I've been minding my business, going to the gym, and just you know being me. Okay. Have you been making a? I don't know if we would say a friendship circle, but have you been mingling and meeting people? <laughs> I went out yesterday. I've been meeting like people far as just like going to like brunch or in the brunch. I've been meeting people. Okay. I'm still very like adamant about like when I tell people when I meet them, I was like, don't feel or just any just in general, like how I express myself on the podcast. Like there's nothing against anybody in Seattle or anything. But I do have particular goals that require me to sometimes take just when I need a break and kinda of by myself. And, you know, I have a routine more so now, and so we'll see how that goes. Awesome, just, awesome. So what you got in your cup today? Um, I'm in the Trader Joe's, one of the reasons why I was late. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I got this Prosecco, um, some random Prosecco, quite honestly, and I got some um, juice, so I got some uh, mimosa. What kind of Prosecco you got? Because I went to Trader Joe's this week, too, and I got Prosecco. Um, I got Prosecco and I got like an almond, um, sparkling wine that I didn't open up mm. yesterday, but I plan on opening up. Um, I'm going to have to show you. I'll put it in the refrigerator. What color is the bottle? It's like pink in a way. Oh no, that wasn't the one I got. Uh, I, I picked the one because it was cute. Like I, I looked at all of them and then like, I didn't see one that just kind of immediately stood out far as just the, um, I guess the notes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just picked one at the prettiest bottle. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Trader Joe's got me for a good eighty dollars. Yeah, that's about right. And I was only walking enough for dog treats, but they had a lot of the stuff I needed for Charlie's party. Mhm. And I, I went in and did my thing. Their cheese is also like, have you ever tried to make like uh, macaroni and cheese or something like that or something real cheesy? Their cheese are like decent, reasonably priced versus like the stores. I don't know if it's because they're. Ironically, I didn't different. buy cheese from them. What did I buy for them? I bought like vegetables. Like I wanted the, I think it's the English cucumber or Irish cucumber. Mm, I got one of them now. Yeah. Um, they had some fruits and vegetables that I was kind of like, okay, this will work. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how I want to spend eighty dollars. I had two full bags though. Yeah, no, Trader Joe's do because their marketing is really cute. It's like really, you know, a limited selection, but the stuff kind of it looks good. And they always they have a lot of, like they're single people. I think they're Trader Joe's is single people friendly. I agree, especially portion sizes of the things that they have. Mm-hmm. So if you live by yourself, it's more like if I still lived in that area that was right by Trader Joe's, Joe's when I had my apartment, mm-hmm. I would go there a lot more now that I know what Trader Joe's is because I would just go there to go to the nothing bunt cake and not really go to Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like but it's um they have this um three layer spicy type hummus. Oh, I was about to say um the jalapeno dip. I I got that as I'm um doing my test later on. I will be heating that up. I ain't heard, I ain't seen that one, but that triple layer hummus dip is 
to die for. Like, I bought two because I knew I was going to use one for my charcuterie board. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I said, that's probably going to go, but that other one is for me for later. And they have these, um, uh, these, these, these chips they have, these little, um, bread, non chips. That, oh, that hummus is yes. amazing. Oh, the my god. Non chips is good. I'm telling you, if you are on Facebook, go follow the Black Girls Trader Joe's. When I tell you, they be giving you all the gems of what tastes good, what don't taste good. Black Girl Trader Joe's? Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, to me, what I like about Trader Joe's and I, is the fact that, like I said, it is single people friendly, and it, I can get $80 worth of groceries and be okay for, like, a week and a half. It's better than me going to, like, like I said, it's just, it helps me, especially when I don't feel like making meat a lot of the times. Because I damn still be getting that pre-cooked chicken. <laughs> So I haven't really gotten meat from them, but I had like I saw they had like um a garlic and butter, a garlic butter salmon, and they were individual fillets, and I was like, this is like it's good. But then I was like, Valerie, you got garlic, you got butter, you could do this at home yourself. You just paying for the packaging, and it wasn't expensive. But I was like, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, like it, they had some some interesting things. Like if you, I would have to go in there though, like early when there's nobody there, because once again, it's a place that kind of like is not that big. And I, mm -hmm. I was down, uh, was it a Friday in the middle of the day? I'm like, y'all ain't got no job. Oh, no, it don't matter. You have to go, like, early. Or, like, at least, like, an early Friday. You say when Friday, like, early in the morning? No, you went in the afternoon. Afternoon on back, you usually pack. You, you got to go in early in the morning. No, I didn't go, like, late afternoon. Like, I probably went, uh, to be honest, I went before noon. Oh. I went right after my laser appointment. And I was like, why is there so many people here? <laughs> And it's already a small place, and people just be all in the way. I'd be so rude at Trader Joe's because y'all, they just be, they be so oblivious about their spatial awareness. I think that that annoys me so much about people in general. Like, and I understand it's something that I'm aware of. I try, well, I try to be aware of consciously, mm -hmm. but I hate, I hate, hate, hate when people are has lack of spatial awareness. <laughs> I, I I judge you and something that it's it's a me problem i can understand i can admit that <laughs> do i care not enough to change my my um, thought process at this moment oh i feel you 100 <laughs> percent yeah so what got you going this week um what got me going so two things mm -hmm. one is the best part of my week Ooh. um Yesterday, I gave Charlie her second birthday party. Uh -huh. Charlie turned two, yes. and um, I have been thinking about how how am I going to celebrate her birthday party? And you know, I'll be looking at TikTok here and there, and uh -huh. Instagram, and you know, everybody, especially us, um, have been loving on our dogs. And I was like, I want to give her a birthday party, and then. I think my auntie or somebody like two or three weeks ago made a charcuterie board. And I was like, ooh, I should do Charlie a charcuterie board party. Mm -hmm. So um, she had a few dog friends over yesterday and it was a charcuterie party for Charlie and, and her friends and me and their parents. Um, <laughs> so um, it was cool. It was like a very nice event. Charlie looked darling in her little mm -hmm. dress. 
Um, the Ooh, dogs so like love their charcuterie boards. They had like fruits and vegetables and dried meats and dog snacks. And I even like did um little molds, frozen molds of like um pumpkin and stuff like that. So really cute. Um, so yeah, that was like the 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 bomb part of my weekend, right? Um, the other part is like more so like kind of a growth thing for me. Um, and that would be church. Okay. So I was raised in the church, went to the church every week, every time there was something at church because my granddad was a pastor. Um, as I've gotten older, you know, I, I my attendance wasn't the greatest. Um, so when they started offering the option of virtual church, mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, I can get into this, especially like once COVID hit. So I would watch it here and there, but like the past year. I've been a lot more consistent with like getting up on my Sunday morning, sitting down on my couch and watching Sunday service. Mm -hmm. And it was today that I had an epiphany of why I don't care for going to in-person church. I was up this morning watching Antioch. Um, All right, Antioch. Oh, love me some Antioch. <laughs> I really do. But what I don't like about church and all churches do it like. Well, Baptist Christian churches, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not talking about like Catholic churches or nothing like that. But they do this thing where they be like, turn to your neighbor. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder. Today it was nudge your neighbor. Nudge the one on the other side. Look here. Mm -hmm. You're not going to nudge me. <laughs> You're not going to touch me. I'm not going to look your way when he tell you to look to the left. Look to the right. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> and I don't. I have not identified why it makes me uncomfortable, but I I be at such an ease when he say it, and I'm just able to just be there right by myself and be okay and be praising the Lord because they put the camera on this lady today after he said nudge your neighbor, and the camera sat there for like 25 seconds, and she kept nudging both of her neighbors. And I was like, I hope them people that you know, because if it was me, like, I, I don't think my, my energy within me could stop me from being like, it's okay. You can stop now. <laughs> that's, un that's, that's understandable. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm happy that I'm, like I said, I'm going to church and attending it in my way, but I'm also happy I'm not in person because that nudge and talk to your neighbor. No, I just can't get my word. That forced group um, participation. Oh. I already go around when you say go around, hold, shake hands and say hi to somebody you want. I already do that. And I already be nerves, be bad. But then you want somebody, to, my neighbor to nudge me? No. I hate shaking hands with people. I'm, it's not what I'm going to say. I don't say I hate it. I, it's not my favorite thing to do. I'd rather just wave to you hi, no matter how formal this, the setting is. <laughs> um, and it's because, like, in reality, I don't know you. Even if I do know you, and it's none against anybody, I prefer not to shake people's hands because mm -hmm. some people don't know how nasty they are. It is their day-to-day. -day. <laughs> and call me a German for what you want. Some people actively, like, it's like going to work and you, like, it's like a two-stall bathroom and you see and you know the person in the next stall just got off the toilet and they just, like, got off the toilet and just walked out. And yep. then they had the company party trying to, um, and this is not something that happens to me recently, just give an example. But, but, <laughs> like I said, then you want to go around shaking people's hands at the company party. No, I'm okay. 
And that's just okay. with just any setting. Like, I just try to just wave to you, be like, hey, I'm also not big on touching people. It's really rare people I touch somebody. And I can probably name the people that I randomly just be like, I go and randomly hug or kind of just be all on them. Mm-hmm. I definitely hear you. So what got you going this week? <sighs> so two things. Um, I'm going to start off with Miss Netta. So Miss Netta, if you're not familiar, um, if you ever heard the phrase, Charles, your, um, your lunch is ready or your dinner's ready, people, um, so it's a couple, It and I had them on this list before, I just took it off when it, when they first started to come on because I didn't like the behavior towards them, and I still feel the same, I don't like the way people are, I guess, putting the light they're putting them in. It's this mean girl behavior that I don't really agree with. And I feel like we all do it at some point, but I do feel like with Miss Netta and Charles, Miss Netta identifies what it seems like as a trans woman. I'm not too sure, but it's like the mean girl joke is she's not conventionally or typically attractive. And she has a man and she does this man and how she keeps her man. And it's like a zoo exhibit, what it feels like for mean girls. And and I'm trying to phrase it in a very nice way because it's people who I've known who who does these acts and I'm trying to say it in a way that is not disrespectful because you're not going to get me entertained what you're trying to say because I feel like the joke is like, oh, look how ugly this person is and look at them doing though they got a man or something like that. Some people... If I don't realize how ugly they are in their heart. And it's just interesting how people judge people based off their looks and what they should be getting or perceived to be getting. And it seems like it's mean girl behavior or kind of like critiquing or putting your insecurities really to me out there because you are feel some type of way that Miss Netta got a man and you probably don't. Just understand that every time we talk about Miss Netta looks, I feel like you have somebody in your family who looks just as bad, or it could be you. <laughs> it's, and, I, and that's how I look at a lot of things, especially with, we're going to talk about it, um, a little later about something else. It's quite disturbing. It's one of the reasons why I can't watch stuff like My 600 Pound Life. I feel sorry for a lot of those people, not saying they need my sympathy, but it's like a mean girl joke that is running behind people who are deemed less than. And when you see they have certain things, it becomes like this exhibit because you feel like they shouldn't have these things. And so now it piques your interest that they have a relationship or something. And it's just weird behavior. And how they get you? And the second one is if you watch the view, Sunny Hostin, uh, you might've seen it been on social media. But she's talking about this presidential race. And I've heard a lot of people, some people will I said are not voting because um, they don't like Biden. I could go on a rant of like however politics. I'm not I'm not a political person necessarily. I do indulge in a lot of politics because I do feel like it's important. But I would say if you feel like you're not voting for Biden because you don't like his policies, I would say please go out and vote for him at least. 
we are at this point, as Sonny Austin said on The View, this point we're, we're fighting for the less of two evils. And I promise you, based off what Trump is saying and the people who influence behind him, no matter how you feel about Biden, not voting is not the answer, personally for me. I understand we don't want Biden, he's too old, or the case may be. Just, I would implore you to at least vote for the lesser of two evils. We can handle Biden within this structured world, but it also requires you to vote in your local elections and everything else. Y'all gonna be a fool if Trump gets elected to office. He openly says he's gonna be a dictator. He's talking about, it's okay for me to kill people if I'm the president. That's what he's saying. That's what you want as a country. Some people don't have the privilege to move to another country. Thankfully for me, Vancouver's right there. I'll be fine. Vancouver's um, rent prices are the same as um, Seattle's. Mm. And my lease is not too far from it. The elections. <laughs> so don't try me. That damn so become a um, bi-coaster person. I'm so tired. <laughs> Oh, I said not by coast, but I, 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 I live in others, another country without any ifs, ands, or buts. I can't wait for some dual citizenship type stuff. I definitely would. At this point, there's no doubt about it. I was listening to the radio, I want to say it was Friday or Thursday morning, coming home from the gym. And um, I think his name is Dean Phillips. Um, he's like the son of, um, I think maybe his stepfather not really his biological father um of the person who originally like founded belvedere Mm -hmm. um and quite a few other companies right um that we know of but like when he was talking about it like belvedere was the main one that stuck out and it's something else that they 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 had their hands in that stuck out too um but he was kind of talking about like how when Biden was put in office, it was the it was like a quiet but not said out loud agreement that he wouldn't run again. Um, and he even kind of went into the fact of like the last fifty years of your life, meaning Biden, he's mm. been somewhat surrounded around White House activities. Um, and like you should take a rest at this point. You shouldn't. I don't want to see a president die in 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 office. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Biden will die. Um, but I don't. I I definitely think he should he should be able to if he can try to enjoy the latter part of his years instead of putting himself through the the this battle of this race, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also totally agree with you too that if it came down to voting, um, people should vote because if you're not voting and Trump has people who will go out and vote for him because they are very disappointed that he didn't win this last election, and if he continues to possibly be qualifiable to to um run i think we're gonna have hell to pay for and even if it doesn't come in his terms in his term if he gets it the repercussions of him running like actually writing out the term Mm -hmm. what will come thereafter that we will have to pay for as a result of his actions um so i i I don't know but i i feel like either way vote right um it, it doesn't hurt anything yeah, I said I'm, I have no problem. I'm considered apparently an independent. I'm always just more so about the best policies. Usually, I vote mm-hmm. for um. Now I'm voting for Democrat. It's like it's. I understand like everybody's right, and I think it seems like Biden also agreed in a way with that. However, it it's 
I think if Trump was to not get elected, um, well, for the primaries, I do think Biden it potentially may be like, well, since the biggest threat is out the way, we can probably do something else. I think he's running because of Trump. There's nobody out outside of Biden that the Democratic Party has introduced to where we can kind of see. I believe in long games, which is what Sonny Austin was talking about with Republicans. Mm-hmm. I believe in long games. Long games, I like playing chess, not checkers. It would make sense for you, for a Democratic Party, to kind of start getting news around new candidates, especially for the next year. Because one, Trump, and it's weird that Biden talk about Biden's age, and Trump is only three years younger, three three years younger. So he's basically going to hit the Biden age when we're talking about like his years in office. And so it's really about like a power thing. And I just really hope that the country doesn't fall under Trump again. It's going to be very interesting. We lost um, Roe versus um, Wade because of his actions. Imagine what else you go lose. And last thing, I'm very interested about this Africa um, South Africa is suing, uh, well, not well, their politics with the UN and how it's going to be happening, what's this effect in aftermath. And I, I feel like I need to know more about it. I've read a lot about it, but I don't feel like I still quite get the general gist. Mm-hmm. I would say it seems like no matter what decision that comes out of it, it's going to actually be effective in some sort of way. And it's going to be interesting to see how the world responds to that. But yeah, you know, it's just my general politics that I try to follow to keep myself knowledgeable. I hear you. I'm the most political person, so, you know, my feedback be a little short. Well, no, I, I watch The View a lot, and so it sparks conversations to me looking. And I also listen to a podcast and us another show, like, look at sources to kind of get news. So mm-hmm. I find how I find about one of our topics. But yeah, that's it. That is all. So let's go ahead and get into these topics. So I sent Valerie a um a video on Twitter <laughs> and it's about this family that's given um, their child C will be classed in medical terms, a little overweight, you know, um, and so my, the other daughter, I think the daughter got a, the other girl got a phone or something like that. Like it was opening up yeah. gifts. It was opening up gifts. Um, seems like around Christmas, the other daughter got like a phone, but they gave this girl a flat tummy tea. Mine, she looks like she's under 10. Definitely I'm, she does. I would give her like seven, eight, maybe nine. But they gave her a flat tummy tea. And like the parents laughing, other kids laughing, and the girl is just like, oh, yeah, I do need this. And this is what I also mean about mean girl behavior. And mean girl behavior does not come from um, just random people. It also comes from your family. And understand that this is a child, and giving a child flat tummy tea is not the response. And this is something that I have told somebody to um, said repeatedly 
before to the point where we don't have conversations about this. And I advise you not to have a conversation. That goes to everybody. Don't have a conversation with me about people and their weight, especially um, it's very annoying to me because it's easy to criticize somebody's weight when you're not going through whatever they may go through or they just could, you know, be comfortable in their body. You should feel comfortable in your body each and every time. And my belief is if you ain't go shut the hell up or shut the fuck up and go make the meals for the person, go work out with the person, do what you need to do, and you are still also not too far away from it, you you can peacefully shut the fuck up. Not peacefully. Mm. It's, it's weird behavior. I understand people are concerned about like health, but bullying kids, like giving them flat tummy tea, putting it on social media, embarrassing that girl is going to leave her a scar. Then you wonder why kids don't respect them as they get older. When I watched it, um, initially, I think the first time I did chuckle, um, when I got the whole situation behind it, I didn't think it was funny. Um, especially when knowing, like, the parents were were behind it, and it was just, it was pathetic, and it was also, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, remind me if I'm wrong about this, like, it was been multiple incidences where they have done things mm-hmm. surrounding kind of picking at her weight, and this is all condoned by her parents, who are actually the people setting up the recordings to watch her reactions to things, mm-hmm. um, and if she doesn't have a complex about her weight, um you're you're setting her up to have it and it's coming from your own inside of your family and because the way the little girl looks i'm very sure that probably at school she may also be picked at um and although like facial wise she's a very cute girl she is chunky Mm -hmm. um and i can remember being younger and what it looked like to be a bigger kid in class right Mm -hmm. um but she does have a significant amount of weight on her for her likable age and while you bringing it to attention for the sake of likes and possibly some monetary gain behind it, is it worth the damage um, emotionally that it's causing to your child? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think that people should put their children up for display for the sake of a couple of dollars. It's almost like, <laughs> I'm not going to say it because sometimes when I say stuff, it gets blown out of proportion. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's almost like, I am going to say it. It's, um, do I want to say it? I'm not. Say it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> It's almost like trafficking your child for some money. Um, but but you're but you're not selling her. You're you're selling her likeness in a negative in a negative retrospect in order to gain and garner likes, attention, and money without thinking about the ramifications of the outcome of how this affects that child. Mm-hmm. True. I tell people all the time, um, you go get you can feel like oh I raised my child to do this so despite whatever we always be good and do this and X Y Z. Understand you have children that get into different environments that breaks away from traditions and rightfully so. And understand you can be in shady pines. Just I'm. It's interesting that we don't understand that, especially when it comes to parents and their children's weight or just people and children's weight. It is interesting that you understand you are going to get older. And so those same behaviors you commit, you act as a child in order to kind of move them to what you feel like is true or what needs to happen for them, understand that it could also negatively turn them to putting you in a home instead of their home when you get older. So you will have to depend on them. So the same children that you exploit for likes, 
for X. I'm pretty sure they. I don't even know who they are. I don't know how famous the YouTube is, but TikTok is. But I highly doubt they're even making money off of it. So all someone has to do is watch it. So if it if it made it to where it made it on, depending on what platform or what screen and what stream that it made it on, I'm quite sure they made something off of it, and they continue to do content like it. So if it's if it wasn't making the money, I would try to assume why would you do it, right? Yeah. Um. So I I think it's making them some form of money. That's the unfortunate part, but you know y'all go learn with um how you treat your children and the effects of the long term. Absolutely. Understand, it's a lot. Of, I have a lot of clients who have children who are successful. I'm just, I'm just leave it as that. And they what homeless? Homeless. Just, that's, that's all I'm saying. Without a pot to piss in. Look, don't contact them. They go hang up on you. It ain't it ain't no if ands or buts about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and. Then next, I would say, yeah. So it was interesting that this is not only like even on like social media as heavy as I think as I think or well, I guess think it would be. Mm-hmm. And in Mississippi, they found like two hundred well, two hundred and fifteen bodies behind what um like a police precinct. A Hines County um jail. Yeah. It's and they call it a pauper's grave. Um a and basically, grave. oh that mm-hmm. is so oh that is so rude. Mm-hmm. All through the article, it said Popper's Grave. I'm like, okay, let me look this up. I'm, I'm like, hmm. And I, it, it was what I thought it was. was ba- it was basically a dumping ground for bodies that were either not claimed, the family couldn't couldn't assume custody of the body, or it was a John Doe. Oh, that's um, I thought about it. I thought of Mickey Mouse. Um, what do you call it? Um, the the Popper and the Princess? The, no, the oh. Popper and the Prince. Where oh. they switch, um, I I think of like basically a poor a poor person's grave. That's 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 basically what it is. Either poor, or, so the majority of it is like I, I'm guessing poor people can't take the bodies and or you're not you're not able to be identified. But I guess the bigger problem with the 215 people that were that were found in this pauper's grave was that there was no efforts to reach out to the families of those individuals mm-hmm. when whatever said incident occurred that led to their death. They were just taken and dumping the bodies. Mm-hmm. And one of the bodies happened to be of a individual who was struck by an off-duty cop and killed. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, when I read it, because I, I know you read it too, like wasn't that family also well-known in the neighborhood or mm-hmm. in the county because of some other extreme lawsuit? Yeah. Um, so they knew who the family was. Like it wasn't like they weren't like they were some concealed, never spoken to type family. Like, and I think he carried the last name. Like it was just nothing that was done to try to identify these individuals who could have came and claimed the body of their child. They don't care. I. It's just amazing to me to be like. I want to write a book eventually. And I can't even tell you the thesis of it, but I do know like some parts of it will be addressing like the power, um, this inherent power people have in different settings and how like, I guess there's no reason why the, the resources shouldn't have been found. Like, you know, the kind of you put it to find the, the families, um, no, so they can get the body properly. I don't agree with putting people in mass graves also. 
at least I barely you can cremate him. I don't know if that would just be a better option because just dumping him into the body, the um, like the back of basically in the ground. So I would feel like they would pollute, like not pollute. I don't. It can come with a lot of things. It doesn't feel like it's humane to kind of just dump people in mass graves. I understand that maybe they might not have um, had somebody to claim their body, but. In this particular case, it just seems suspect that I feel like the police probably was drunk or like had a few drinks. Oh, I definitely think that whatever was attached to that officer that hit him who wasn't on duty mm -hmm. had this was a cover up. And yeah. it goes back to that inherent power that people have, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, especially when you hold certain roles that you will do whatever you become so desperate that you will do anything to not revoke that privilege from you. So had that come out, had whatever he was doing that caused him to strike this person on the road. Um, and even if even if it was nothing, it still probably would have been brought up of who he is and what he did, what he what he does as a living. And mm. do you want that to make the headlines? Um, mm. but you killed this black little boy. Well, grown mm. man. Um, so it it's 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 a sticky situation, but I also agree with you too. Like, no. Um I I don't have a problem with anyone being buried um, mm -hmm. versus cremated. I guess my thing is, even if the money is not there, can we not dispose of the body in a humane way, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you mark the area where they are, you mark who they are and what was identifiable to them. And say somebody comes about three years later, at least they could go and find that person's grave and pay their respects. But going to a mass grave site with a bunch of bodies, a bunch of different spirits, like, come on, man. <laughs> and how are you dumping them? Like, are you just digging a hole? And dropping two, three bodies in there to try to preserve space because it's going to be a mass dumping site. Mm -hmm. Like, what were the conditions of how you did it? But also, what was the procedure before we got here? And that's what I'm interested to know. Um, Like, did you fingerprint? Because at this point in the day and the age, like, unless you... I'm going to say anybody over... 50 i'll give you a pass but anybody younger like we fingerprint for everything mm -hmm. we fingerprint our phones at this point so and the things that police have access to is crazy i learn every day within the job that i do of just what they have access to and it's scary so what was the efforts that was put put to mm -hmm. identify these individuals and um, I know that I forgot Ben Crump, I think it is, who has the case. Mm -hmm. Like they brought up a situation of like, well, just so you guys know, it's not just a black thing. Like there were whites and Hispanics that were also found in this in this gravesite. Um, so it's 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 disheartening. Yeah. All it tells me is that I can basically kill somebody and kind of just go dump my body over there. And it's a less likely chance somebody's gonna like identify that body with importance because of it's already perceived that is a, a grave that nobody you know is a body is not going to be claimed so it's so funny you said it it gave me the vibes of chicago pd void whenever void did something and i'm not he, it was a couple of times where there were some situations where people died that you know either he had to set the score straight or mm -hmm. some some shit happened right yeah. Um, and he had a little area that he would kind of go to to dump his bodies. And that's what it gave me the mind of because whoever has access access to that and knows that information can provide it to someone who's in a des desperado situation. Mm -hmm. And who who's stopping someone from getting back there? Exactly.
especially if it's not attached, like if it's not within the realm of the actual jail, like it's on the outskirts of it, who's policing it? Do they have guards? But you know, I'm not surprised because you know, um, in Yellowstone, I don't know if they ever addressed it, but a man went up to like um the courts, um, wherever of course he went up to, it was the way how they do like districting and all that other stuff within uh, Yellowstone. It was it's a particular spot. I don't know if it's still there or not, but a particular spot in Yellowstone where you can openly commit a murder and not get charged with it because because uh, of the way the courts work out, the way the um the exact part of where it is, it's a loophole. And he tried to address it. And I feel like a lot of spaces, you know, allows those grounds to kind of do those things. Like, is it an uh, Indian rest? I'm not sure. Like I remember, I read. It's been a while since I read it. it just made me thought of um think of it now. But it was like it was. In, I remember reading about it briefly, and it was interesting because it was. I want to say I don't want to be wrong, so I'm generalizing it. But I want to say it's something about because it's on the border of like that particular places within the the national park is bordering so many different states. No mm -hmm. state can take. Um, like they can't charge the person because it it it's potentially legally it gives somebody a loophole. He brought okay. it to the courts, yeah, if it makes sense. And so it just kind of gives you that part. To me, I'm connected to Jackson. I'm interested, Alex, how that how is that police and are let me look that one up. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I remember, I and I don't know brown. if this is true because I never looked it up, but. <clears throat> A person who, who's who's a who's um of the tribe lives mm -hmm. in the tribe and say they go out and they kill someone. This was the way it was given to me. I don't know if it's true, mm -hmm. but they go out and they kill somebody like in Hollywood. Let's talk about Seminoles, right? Because mm -hmm. they have a they have a um a res not far. Um, say they go to the gas station, they get into it with somebody, they shoot them. It's my understanding that they're able to go back on the res, and if they're able to make it back to the res without being pulled over by local authorities, nothing can be done to them. Oh, that is interesting. Um, it's it's something like that, like something weird along along those lines. I may not be total with that, but I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. To it, say the least. Like I said, it's it's interesting, and it's just the law is really interesting. It's just loop loopholes that allows um people to get away with things, more particularly white people. <laughs> I hear you there. Yeah. So, getting away with things. Speaking of that, this week, Cat Williams was it this week or last week? This week or last week, Cat Williams wasn't. It was last week. Mm -hmm. Cat Williams wasn't trying to let anybody get away with anything, no matter how long ago they did it. <laughs> he was out for blood. Whew. When it they say get it back in blood, his picture should be just next to it. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm not even on social media right now, and like, cat made me go and like sit down in front of YouTube. And when I saw how long it was, I knew I couldn't get into it that deep. But just the first hour that I did watch, mm -hmm. I was like, damn. <laughs> it was a good interview. It was, it, I would say, it was a very entertaining interview. And I don't really think he said. I think some things he just embellished because he's a comedian. But oh yeah, like the three thousand books a year. Yeah, sir. I think me and me and my auntie had a whole debate about it. I'm like, yo, there's no way that he could read three thousand books a year, especially the type of books that he's reading. That man said he reads nonfiction books, and at the age that he was, like he he said, 
I'm not, we could go back and touch on the comedians and all of that and yeah. all the famous people he spoke about. When he spoke about his family. I was just really taken aback. Like he said, that they did a lot of mission work. When it was over in Haiti, he had to be the one to translate because he's the one who knew the language because of how much educational knowledge he had at such a young age. Mm -hmm. So how was you traveling with your parents, interpreting for them because they don't understand. So everything that they're around someone in any adult transactions, you're there to be the translator and you're reading 3000 books um, a year at that age. And then when do you get to be a child? Although your family was very religious and very strict it still doesn't stop your mind from being a child. So that could be something as simple as you drawing stick, stick figures on a piece of paper and trying to create an a, a image in your head of something. Like there, There's moments where your attention span is just not there. Mm, I disagree. Mm. And like I said, it's, it's off subject. I remember it's something that I watched not too long ago last year about how it's like two years old, two-year-old chopping coconuts with machetes. There's a two-year-old on TikTok right now who is like creating. Um, Amber sent it to me recently. Um, who's creating music? Um, and he's like on the drums. I think it's 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 about some really depending on how much your parents are investing in, investing into you or it's more so teaching you. I I think that whole notion of like you think it's a possibility of him to have read the books. Well, no, I think that's been he he would have to like read like multiple books a day. Like to be exact, if you do the average amount, because I it, it got so intense for me and my discussion <laughs> that I said, let me Google the average length of pages for a nonfiction book, and then doing it by the amount, dividing it by the amount of the number by the amount of days in a year, it mm -hmm. was like eight point two books a day. Yeah, yeah, like no. Go so well. <laughs> and and even he... like we we had a debate about too, like they, she was talking about like, oh, well, you know, from the age of thirteen, he was out on his own. Yeah. In Miami. Yeah. And she was like, But you gotta think about back in that time. I get it. I just still think that he had some form of help. That's just me. Mm. Did I, do I think he made it here by himself? Absolutely. Do I think that he may have had moments where he was by himself? But do I think that he possibly linked with someone who was able to be a support to him? Absolutely. Yeah, but that don't still not make him homeless. Just because he can go over somebody else. The way he talks is like he did it on his own. That's all I'm saying. He was awkward with Carl sleeping on the bench. Yeah, you may have. The bench in, I think it was um some 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 area. Uh, Miami Beach or something like that. And I'm like, okay, possibly. But he's always looked like he's 13 as far as height and size. Mm -hmm. So, like, you didn't raise no no eyebrows? I don't know. Some of it was... And when he started being so exaggeration about his growing up, it made me question a little bit about the people that he spoke about. And not to say that it wasn't true, because people was pulling receipts. Um, It's just... It was, it, was, it was deep. It was a little too far for me. <laughs> It, it felt like he was just being dramatic and entertaining. I feel like that is what you're supposed to do. In a sense, it's kind of like um, how we talk about music. I think to me, music is a fantasy. So music can be true and can be related to like real life scenarios. However, I understand it is true because half the people who rap about going out gangs or doing X, Y, Z, they go home and go watch TV. They're not on the streets. <laughs> it is a fantasy where you want to be some like a you no know, higher being whatever the case may be but it seemed like he was being entertaining the whole time 
my favorite line was him being um what do you say? Um, you trying to steal roles from um Bernie Mac? I'm gonna loosely quote it, Bernie Mac. But nobody was is writing a role for a country bumpkin who looked like Mr. Potato Head. So disrespectful. It it is, and then he also did. He made me realize that Steve Harvey's show is an exact copy of um Hang with Mr. Cooper. I, it it never in my mind. Like I grew up watching Hang with Mr. I actually love um watching Hang with Mr. Cooper because that's where I first saw Raven. So I didn't really watch the Cosby's like that. I've seen her, but I think I heard her like really fully talking conversations in Hang with Mr. Cooper. It's like he bought a lot of things that we probably seen separately to mm-hmm. full circle that part i can't give him in that interview um was, and i'm gonna have a this is my blonde moment right mm-hmm. he started talking about friday i was like damn friday is made up of literally a bunch of comedians and very few real actors like who act as a living mm-hmm. um the majority are comedians mm-hmm. if not, um, except what ice cube but he was a rapper yeah and i was just like this is so deep um it is it, it made me pause for a moment um but a lot of the stuff that he said as far as um those people he bought it around full circle um had proofs and receipts and even if he didn't have it by the time that thing aired Somebody he was coming with proofs and receipts all over um he even mm-hmm. said that was what i want to talk about the guy I cannot think of his name right now. <laughs> um, he said the reason why he ain't had no real roles because he can't read. Oh, like, earthquake! Damn, I said that's just so horrible for you to just put out there like that. And it what was, and I, it goes back to this thing of like hurt dogs gonna holler, right? And everybody seen hurt, and everybody wanted to holler. Um, yeah. even he came, he came and was saying something, and I'm like, Jesus, if he if he wasn't right, if he say everything he said was a lie. Y'all sure enough came to the defense. Y'all, like I said, y'all damn so hit that button for him to say something. And it goes back to, you know, it is interesting that now, I think ever since I heard 50 Cent say when he first came into the game that his goal was, I want to think like five, I think I may say it on this podcast before, but he had like five rappers and he's going to hit the top five rappers and the goal is to at least get one of them to respond back to you. And so you can commit, you know. Create the narrative, create the drama. Yeah. And then get put out. Yep. And, and so it's so sad too because well not sad, it's funny. Um, what's the other comedian? <laughs> he took to I forgot where it said, um, what was his words? Damn doll, you ain't even mentioned me. You could have said anything. Oh I my goodness. Yeah, he was like, I just wanted to do I just wanted my name to be out there. Shit, everybody else got funny. <laughs> he's not so it's just better yet like what he said about all the comedians is absolutely true and what i like um he talked about um comedians being able to adapt to the change in mind and that, that's what i like that's why I, that's why i personally feel like dave Chappelle. he gave dave Chappelle like i guess some good praise whatever um i think dave Chappelle is a very lazy um comedian and it's you can say, well, he hits on everybody. And, and, and what I want to point out is, and Cat Williams said, you can't say the R word. You can say special needs. Understand that as time change, if you are truly who you say you are, you can be adaptive into the um, the current times and still be who you are and still be funny. Dave Chappelle panders towards people's already biased opinions about s- stereotypical groups or um, stereotypes, basically. He does hit everybody, but his jokes are really lazy. He doesn't understand that his jokes are very harmful and it's just very unnecessary. And so, 
to me, being a comedian is kind of what he kind of said, basically, just more so the talent. You can see that when, you know, I'm going to use Beyonce. She's the most recognizable person. She's been in since the 90s. It takes somebody with talent to be able to make music in the 90s, make music in the early 2000s, and still make music now that is relevant and people still like. As a comedian, that's what you should be able to and do. And old, young, and in between mm-hmm. are, are, are are still feeling it. And, you know, that's right. He, he, he made that point, and I do think that is influential and important. Mm-hmm. Um... I love that he, although he said everything he said, he was able to come back to and be like, you know, there are um, great comedians, and he began to name them. He also gave praise to the newer comedians. Um, he also Jones. he came through. He came through and said something like, you know, um, I'm all about giving back. So whenever I do a tour, I take these people with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he. One, I don't even know if he has somebody in his ear reciting the stuff that he needs to, but his memory bank is on point. I, I did appreciate that. Well, no, like he was able to spew off whatever he had to say, and it it just flowed. Well, some people have really great memories. I think of um, I watched Tia's Madison a lot, her live show, and her like it's just like when you ever been around people who really like movies and TV shows, and they able to quote stuff verbatim. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them people. My memory is bad. Um, I love Mariah Carey, and I still can't. Every few songs, I'm like, I don't know what she says in this. I just kind of know the melody. <laughs> but I can imagine. I don't know. It was it was entertaining. I would say, like, I do appreciate him. Like, I do see more comedians. Then again, I enjoy comedy. Like, I watch comedy specials on the regular. Um, new and old, like one of the girls, people he like, I, I was going to say Takara Jones. I've been seeing her stand ups every now and again on Instagram, and I, I, I like actively went and found her on like um, YouTube. Um, she was pretty funny, and it's I don't know, just it was a good, I, it was good, it was it was entertaining. I don't think he said much um, of thing was wrong, <laughs> but I do feel like you no. Know, is to say something about when people in their talent in whatever space, instead of complaining about how you feel like, well, I'm just making jokes or I'm just doing this. Um, why do I have to change? Understand times changes. And if you are truly talented, as you say you are, you can still shine without having to like demonize or demoralize people. Yeah. I agree to some degree. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, there is a component of, of, of comedy that comes with either picking at yourself or picking at others. And most comedy that I hear, um, and it's, 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 I use the word picking lightly, but mm-hmm. it, it comes as a way of, it helps to build either whatever joke or punchline that you're trying to get to and your experience with said individual or with said individuals um, that brings the joke to fruition, if that makes sense. You're right. You're right. I understand. Um, and I don't, I don't think that that's going to. I don't know how you change that. Because most, 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 when I think of, because I'm not the hugest comedian fan, but when I think of the community spe- comedy specials that I watch and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it's storytelling. Yeah. It's storytelling in a way that depicts a, a punchline or something funny that occurred either at the beginning, middle, or end of it. But don't it also take a talented person to be able to tell a story and get their point out without having to, like, like I said, yes, some comedians are also there here to kind of like make light of things, but there's a difference between like getting your point across and being funny and without 
really like putting somebody in or condemning somebody versus you actually creating a joke that's funny that's like oh you know like I'm, my favorite one is um brainy mac and milk and cookies i love it it it's still funny as hell to me and and he was telling you his experience, and it was it was funny. Yes, he may have used punk and all that, or sissy and all that stuff. We we just understand that was the time of that age, but it still was like funny because it it is what his story was, not who his story was about. I agree with that, and it, the the story kind of got you a little heartwarming because it's like you took in your niece, your your sister's kids, and something like that. So like. You followed the story and you really, you really held on to that story. I, mm -hmm. That part, I totally agree. But you didn't take, you, you're like, yes, he used that terminology back then, because it was the times. But I feel like with comedy, you're going to piss somebody off. So with, with that joke and with that line and when it's rewatched, there's a community of people, a group of people who was like, that's dead wrong. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have did that. He shouldn't have did this. He shouldn't have did that. But and all I'm saying is comedy comes with that. Now, how far somebody moves and how some, how far somebody goes with it and how far they, they are able to deliver a joke without being so offensive is dependent on the, the comedian themselves. But people go to watch comedy and it, it baffles me especially in today's day and time mm -hmm. where, like people are actually fighting the comedians or challenging them like mm -hmm. you came to listen to this person you likely know how their their narrative runs and their dialogue and the things that they're going to say if you feel like you're going to be offended and watch that from your couch sir like i it's a, it goes back to the thing about the alopecia with um jaden you may think i'm wrong with this one but mm -hmm. i understand why she got mad he's a freaking comedian <laughs> Because it goes back to being lazy with your joke. It's putting somebody that you know direct pain as a as a joke. It is the same way as like say me and you are hosting something, and we're we're me and you hosting is a big room full of people, and I make a joke at your expense. I can look at you and be like, well, I'm just joking. We're entertaining people. It, it doesn't mean just because your intent is not good, that doesn't mean you still doesn't be, your actions are still not harmful to somebody. It, it's, it's a, it will be a difference if he didn't know. Like, he had a whole movie called Hair, um, Big Hair, or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. He is sitting there along with another woman telling a story with alopecia. And he's looking both of them in their face in this interview. He, he, you have been on Red Talk. Well, you have everybody has seen on Red Talk table is not new. A lot of stuff that she said on her book and she was going on, she has said on her t her Red Talk table about her alopecia, how much it affects her, how Willem reacted to it, and how she's felt insecure about it. It it is a difference between making a, like a lighthearted joke about something versus being in a room full of other many topic celebrities. You know how many celebrities in there. And you pick the black woman out of all people in that room uh, to make that joke with, G.I. Jane, half of the people in the room is only the people that's going to get that joke. A lot of people don't even know what the hell G.I. Jane is. Can, have you seen G.I. Jane lately? Mm-mm. Exactly. I still think people be too, too, too sensitive, and I still don't, I don't think. You don't get to make a joke at people expense and then be like, you do sense too sensitive, because at that point, it's just kind of like, when we talk about, you put it on internet. Don't go, don't attend. No, I understand, but. <laughs> Anybody who's workshop. sitting out there is fair game to be picked at. Okay, I just, you know, I, I would say it didn't have that same. You can't, you can't make, you can't 
certain certain um certain careers you're just not going to make everyone happy i feel like a comedian is definitely one you're gonna piss some people off in the room you just got to be prepared for that And I understand that. It, and I'm not saying that, like, you're not going to, like I said, some people are not going to find things funny. That's understandable. That I'm not arguing about that. Or just saying that, I'm just saying that sometimes, like he said, you, you should get booed. It's also, if you're making a comment on me, everything you're saying is not right or it's not funny. If we're talking about the audience, if the majority of your audience is like, I don't really like it, it's really ill point joke. You joke that you didn't do your job as a comedian to make the joke funny. So when it's funny, it's funny. Just saying. I get ya. I'm gonna let you have this next one with companion versus love. Oh, I did send you that. Um, I forgot what that man talked about really in detail. I'm gonna generally summarize it about companionship versus love. And people he go, really look for companionship. They don't really want the love. They want what they see on TV and they want it for the moment. They don't want it always. Yeah, so yeah, some people are just like lonely and so really instead of you don't want to be in love with somebody or be in a relationship with somebody, you kind of just, or be in love with somebody, you just kind of really want somebody to kind of be there with you day to day, a companion. And whatever that looks like, whether it's like, oh, I want to, I like to go out and eat and kind of like being so for Instagram. You really kind of more so want to companion because the relationship involves and love involves actual in, intention to kind of be with somebody in a way that you guys should complement each other in your life. Mm -hmm. It also involves you to be able to to endure and go through things with someone. And just because you're going through things with someone, whether it be good or bad, but it's also the recognition that it ain't always going to be good while the companion is typically through the good times, right? Mm -hmm. um, through the times where you want to do something that's enjoyable to you or they want to do something that's enjoyable to them versus the love part, which is like through thick and thin almost. Um, I actually find you more of a companion person from the way you talk. Then I do when he when he broke it down. I was like Bernard is totally companion in my mm -hmm. eyes. Like I don't feel like I feel like if you could really just have the companion and be able to throw them back on the shelf and come back later, whenever I feel like you need to come back, that's you. It is beautiful. <laughs> 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 I because everybody always every, like I always say when I do end up talking about it or people just randomly like you know we're just in conversation about how I feel about relationships I think it's interesting because I agree with like what he said and stuff is coming back to me more and more but I think companionship to me is better nice versus being in love also my idea of love doesn't mean we have to be in the same household I actively want to be in a bridge home more like you have your own space and I have mine which is you know We can, that don't, it doesn't mean that we don't have to, but like, that is companionship, though. Mm -hmm. I think more people should be honest. I do think, like, people should be more, like, open to other stuff and address, like, why they feel. Like, um, better yet, when we talk about, like, there's a TV show called Couple to Thruple, right? That's about to come out, a dating show. and that one was interesting when i when i finally read up on it that was interesting i'm i'm down to watch it so and it and it goes to understanding that sometimes i think companionship could really look like you being in an open relationship and navigating how that works i think we have structured in our lives from back in the day up to now that a companionship is supposed to mean like you and one person only and being monogamous but i do feel like sometimes 
you can make your life a lot easier. Not saying subtle. I'm not saying go against your beliefs or stuff. That's what you don't want to do. But I do think people should explore more options of being more in a polyamorous. I think I don't. I never. I never know. Um, the I, word is correct. Use the right word. Oh, polyamorous relationship. In a sense where maybe you with this person, you guys are a good team together as far as like gaining what you guys achieve in your life. And that's to me what companionship could be. And also it, it, it could lead to love. But like when we would go to the place like couple or throuple, I would never in my life go on a dating show with my with my um with my spouse or partner and go to a uh to add a third person without a relationship on a dating show. You just sound like you just just, just did a, a a double whammy opposite opposite. Like you sound like you no, okay no, with no, it, but no. you won't do it through a dating show. I won't. I don't believe in going out. Well, hold on. We had this conversation before. So what I'm saying is, I don't mind being over relationship. But what we're not doing is sharing a person in my face. That that's not what we're doing. Call, call you know who what you sound you like? What? Person that birthed you in this world. <laughs> 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 that whole line just sounded just like her, okay? Ooh, I was I had to hold up and look for the who am I talking to? <laughs> that is something exactly what she would say, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not about right. Listen, now, son. Let me not piss her off. <laughs> I know she. Be, she remember like she be random. Like yeah, I was listening to your podcast, my girl. When you started listening, she randomly text like, "Who was y'all talking about, girl? You." <laughs> oh yeah, that last one. She, <laughs> she she said she said, "Who's that friend?" I was like, "You." She was like, "No." I said, "Let me rephrase. Let me let me tell you about that night." <laughs> um. But well, what uh, I'm saying is, hold on. I'm ahead, what I'm saying is, I don't. When I think of like an open relationship, it's not saying I won't be oblivious. It's saying that I'm gonna do me, and I'm not. I'm not saying be discreet, but we're not doing it together in a space. That's 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 not my preference. That doesn't mean you can't do it. It's just not my preference. I'm not denying you for doing. Go ahead and do what you need to do. It's just not my preference to add somebody, another person. I don't. I don't. I'm not interested in that part. I would say. So you're not interested in like y'all going on a a throuple date. No, I don't. I don't believe in doing threesomes with my man. Not threesomes. Uh, like, so I, I don't know why, but like my my algorithm at times, especially mm. on like Snapchat, it's like called Strange Love. I think mm. brings up these scenarios, and sometimes I will see it on my YouTube. And it was actually a couple that I used to watch. I used to watch them because I used to be like, y'all just so chaotic a little bit. Mm. Um, and it, it was a girl and a guy. And they got together, and the girl was like, hey, I would love to bring somebody else in. At first, he was like, mm, but they brought her in. She was there for a while. They kind of ran it for, like, maybe a year. And I think they they broke up, but they had kids together, too. And then uh, the, I don't know if she ended up going with the girlfriend that she brought in. I don't I don't know what ended up happening, right? But for a while, you could see them all together, and they would take questions and different things like that. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Bright-skinned girl, and the dude mm-hmm. was like, maybe your complexion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I ended up on their page, but yeah, they they, they was entertaining. Um, <laughs> and then it's, it's on um, my Snapchat, I get quite a few of those too. And I've always been just curious to see how it works, not for myself, but just interested in just human behavior, right? Uh-huh. Um, but in most of them, what I see is either they they live together, but they're they're all together in in the polyamory. Like it's normally we're in a relationship together, not 
the way I see an open relationship where you could do your thing on the side, but me and you are together. And that sounds more like what you're talking about, more so than a polyamory relationship where the three of them are in a relationship. So when I was with two guys, I'd be like, this is my boyfriend, it's my boyfriend. And they all like, this is my... Oh, see, that's weird. Yeah. So normally the women want us to love. It's a little weird. But normally when it's the guys... Like, when it's one guy and two girls, normally it's the girl's girlfriend and the girl's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But I've seen it when it's two guys, and it kind of is weird. Like, the men are trying to assert their dominance as, like, straight men, and we just kind of do what we want to do with you. But we're all together still. Mm -hmm. He ain't walking in and kissing the guy in the mouth, right? No, he's not. So it's it. the dynamic looks a little weird, and this isn't hetero. I have yet to watch. No, I'm lying. I've seen some, too. I think I've seen some pop up on TikTok for um, Mm -hmm. gay men doing it. But they're all together. They're all in that relationship together. They all be sharing beds. I'd be like, this, this deep. So, so you said, thank you for saying sharing beds. So, Valerie, I don't want <laughs> somebody in my house. And it's more so like, I don't imagine now adding another person. And I don't think it's barely enough I want to deal with one person, let alone now you want me to introduce two people on a consistent basis. And I have to be like catered towards both. I don't say I'm, I would just, I'm not good at dating. Also, because I'm not texting nobody every all day. I don't really like texting. I don't, I'm not really a person to call people, and it's nothing against anybody. I just, I don't have people have that much time in a day. Maybe I ain't managing my days right, but <laughs> for, I would say, since I've known in my life, I've not been a good person to kind of be like, oh, I'm going to call this person and do this. That's, that's just not my thing. I don't have that much time. Um, I always feel like I have very limited time throughout my days. And so to add another person, I'm okay. It was never a thought for me. As much as I enjoy watching it, it was never a thought for me. Um, I don't think that I could. So I, so I used to like to say when I was younger, I'm the only child and I don't like sharing. <laughs> um, and it, and, and I, I, in my more mature stage at this, this tender millennial age that I am, um i'll say i just don't I, I don't see it i don't see it coming from me a i don't desire to be in a relationship with a second person at the same time i remember dating mm-hmm. and like you know trying to balance talking to more than one man at a time it's and a maybe I, used to, whew, I used to just shut up sometimes i'd be like i want to ask this question or make a comment about something but i'm not sure it was you i discussed it with right mm-hmm. so it's like for me i'm not going to balance knowing your story and this story and then i work in a job where i'm listening to other kids stories all day i have my life all mixed up so it's it's just never been a thing that i i even toy with in my head that i could do no <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm more into trying an open relationship. Like, we, it's not like we can talk. Like, you can come; they can come on two o'clock in the morning. I may be cooking, you no, know, cooking or doing something. We can talk about it, but we're not adding like another person to live in my house, also, or to kind of like be close proximity to the point where they are coming over my house. And now I have to navigate more than one person within our relationship. Yeah, everybody and, has their own mannerisms, their own like little quirks. Like, I love my man, but I, I, I be like, just something as simple as rinse the dish when you put it in the sink. Mm-hmm. And I gotta get used to what the other person gonna do. Oh, absolutely not. I, I can only deal with one at a time. <laughs> so, I am, a, I am my mama's child. I, I be wanting to take naps. Every time I date somebody, it's always just like, oh, 
you know, you you have to engage, you know, in a relationship with them. And so you have to kind of do things. And I'm just like, I kind of want to take a nap. And to kind of tell one person that, and I got to tell two people like, hey, y'all go have fun. I'm going to take this nap. Just, it's just so much, right? It's a lot. You want to take yeah. a break now? Yeah, we can take a break because I got to pee. All right. All right, y'all. We will be back. Refill your cup. And see you in a moment. Hey y'all, welcome back. Hopefully refilled your drinks, took a little break. I know I did, refilled mines. And we'll jump right back into it. That's a move of soda day, because I still got half a mile left. Uh, it tastes like, well actually Prosecco is something I like. Eat <clears throat> me a light skin mimosa. What is it? Well next day I pour more juice in it this time around. Light skin mimosa. Mm-hmm. I made um little molds. Um, Paul Moles yesterday for the oh, charcuterie yes, party. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did hers for her and her pet friends, and then for the adults, I made a juice. I made pineapple, apple, and um, orange juice, mm-hmm. and I poured the juice into the molds and froze them. So you put it in a cup, and then you pour your prosecco over it for your mimosa. Mm. I'm have to it go was find so cute. Where you got the where you got the molds from? Did those come from Sheen or did those come from I think Sheen? Okay. Let me go check it out. Cause I like the little um the little ball mo- um molds. They be having them for under a dollar sometime when you be on them. Oh, I be having to shop. I don't be shopping for myself anyway. Gotta invest that into yourself. Yeah. But no. Speaking of investing in yourself and not into others. Mm. Um I sent you this clip from Zonique and her baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Zonique. hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't cringe too often. I just be like, oh, that be them. But this one made me cringe. Um, Zonique is the eldest daughter to Tiny, T.I.'s wife. Mm-hmm. That's um, already unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> and... I don't know what it is. Like I'm guessing, like they do this um, YouTube channel that they have or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she decided to post these questions that um, they were asking each other. And the question at hand was her asking her baby daddy, Bad Hunter, um, "Do you think we'd be together if we didn't have a child?" That's and... a question I would never in my life ask somebody on on on, on a social media platform. <laughs> and post it because you could tell it was something that had been previously recorded because the questions was popping up at the bottom mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would have posted that like his response wasn't it wasn't even slightly flattering towards them or her mm-hmm. I've never heard somebody be so sure of his answer that we would have broke up right then and now that's what it, it sounded like, like absolutely me. not we wouldn't have been together hell no like mm-hmm. legit <laughs> but you know I would say and so the question was like I said, you told the question. His no, his response in basically sort of said that he, if he didn't have the baby, they'd have been broke up basically. And it's interesting. I would say being like a perspective now that I would say I'm older. Have I been in Zonique um, space? Yes. And I feel like when I was in Zonique like space, and somebody basically had told me that. Kind of similar to what he said, like, well, no, we didn't obviously have a baby, but kind of like they tell you what, 
you know what real is basically mm-hmm. but it goes back to that like pimple theory of what i talked about about like everybody can probably see the pimple in your face but you can't and it, sometimes it takes maybe a different lighting for you to see that pimple and it, it and that is fact that's why i don't believe in telling people well you knew all the signs no they actually they probably didn't know all the signs that feel how you feel about it but that's that's i felt not, like the signs was that he even said he he went to the degree of saying I got four kids. I'm not with one of my baby mamas. This is the only child I've been here for like this. Ooh, I was like, when he said that, I was ooh. like, oh, that would have been like, let's cut this live right here. Um, how about- I, I crushed <laughs> the pearls that did not exist around my chest. Like, I was like, what do you mean? And honestly, I, I, I've never paid attention to her or him. I knew they had the baby. I even, I, I knew more, a little bit more about the baby because of the incident with the plane a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And her daughter was the one little person was talking about on the plane, but... It just goes to to add, like, if you don't want me, let me go. Like, walk away from me if you see I'm still holding on to something that don't exist. Because what y'all been together for a baby for? And then I kind of looked a little bit further, and, like, I guess she replied and said, the gag is that I don't, I really like women, so why you the? Sweetheart, why you the? That, that, that didn't make it better. It just made her look retarded. I was like, you already with a man who don't want to be with you. You with a man who was like, he was like, he said something like, man, I don't let bitches talk to me any kind of way. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, who he talking to? Like, she right there. Like, what you mean, bitches? And I was like, see, I could never, even even in my younger years, in my like 19, 20, 21, 22, maybe up to 23, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Of the bad boy mentality, I, I, I'm i not with a Negro who's going to stand in my face and be like, but bitches be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I need you to have a tad bit of home training. Your hoodness cannot extend to certain to certain levels. And being in my face and being like, bitches and the bitches that you're referring to as me and other women, like you're including me in it of like, I can't let nobody disrespect me and you, and you have very disrespectful moments. And she was just there like a deer in headlights. Like, it was just going over her head with what he was saying. I almost looked at her and was like, are you on drugs? No, I just think. So, I would say this. Being in, being a person who has been in not only by, I'm going to just categorize two as abusive relationships and also just kind of not really being, I'm going to say naive and, in my, or and also being immature of how people are treating you. Mm-hmm. You have to always think about that, that, that what she grew up in. Tiny in like, um and ti like they make fun of ti um tiny but tiny six repeatedly sticks by a man after he done cheated dog out do all like he has done these things and so it's not it is not far um i guess far-fetched to me to feel like zonique didn't grow up in an environment where she's accepting these um this treatment in hopes that he would change his mind and i feel like that's respect i think sometimes people come off of however I'm more on the lines of like people as much as I think you can have hope or kind of like, so maybe they're just going through something and they, you know, they wouldn't be here. People can still treat you bad one, even if they are in your face too. I think my rule of thumb nowadays is my Angelo famous quote, if somebody show you who they are, I believe them. And so in those words, and he's like, if we didn't have a child, I wouldn't be here. At that point, that tells you that he's not really interested in you. 
Mm-hmm. And it goes back to kind of like the campaign. He probably just wanted a campaign or kind of wanted clout or the case may be to be with you or just thought you was a really cool person. Sometimes people think you guys are openly, I would say people openly date you because you are a cool person without having a set future for you. So they would waste, they would give you a baby. They would get, they would be about two, three years in your life and look at you and be like, um, what do you call it? What interview we were just wa- I was just watching not too long ago and was like I'm not I'm, I'm not with none of my baby mamas and it's just like and he was like I never wanted to I never like wanted to marry them but I'm like but you was with them. Dang, that sounds familiar. Mm, I can't remember where it was and it's just like it goes to that. I think it's you have to be really careful careful nowadays and especially be how people speak about you is a really big difference to me at this point. How they speak about you, how they speak about you when you're not in the room, how they speak about you in freaking public. Because mm-hmm. it even kind of goes to a little bit, and I know it's the, is she a gymnast? And her husband got up and basically, like, was almost like, she was after me. And not to say that it was wrong if she was, but the way he, I didn't even know who she was. Like, certain yeah. lights that you want to speak about somebody, be mindful of how, how, it, how it comes off. If this is the person that you love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back to him. Like, if it's the person that you love, even if you're not in love with her, this is the mother of your child, and if you have love for her, that wasn't the moment. Like, why have a child with somebody? I feel like, and this just really goes to a lot of men when I just, I don't understand, like, this whole thought process of, you create a baby with somebody, because it takes two, whether you like it or not, or you feel like she could have been on birth control pills, understand that you created this child, this is the action you took, you understand no matter what the possibility or options, at least that's how I think, if I'm putting on a condom and I'm not putting on the condom and actively having sex with somebody who can potentially get pregnant, we might have a baby, and so I should probably think twice before doing those things. But, you know, Absolutely. But no, he he don't like her, and <clears throat> all I thought about was Fantasia. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. They don't do that because you provide them. What, what I feel like said? baby, free yourself, free, free no. yourself. You probably come over because you got cable and you got um bed sheets. Maybe what whatever it is, I got somebody else got better. Mm. Peacefully. <laughs> So speaking of um, your man don't liking you, um, you don't watch your house vibes. And so I wanted to explain this scenario to you that I thought it'd be really cool to get you into the, like, just to talk about. I've been waiting to hear this all week. Go ahead. <laughs> so if you, if you watch housewives, once I start, you may know what I'm about to talk about. Valerie doesn't watch it. So she's completely oblivious. And I had to tell her the question purposely. So I want you to hear this situation. Say your man randomly starts talking to this girl on um on instagram they're talking he's telling you as he's t- as he's telling you he's like yeah i don't know we just had small conversation she just hit me up and so we we're just having this random conversation on instagram he never told you um at all and so she's in canada you know he's telling you he didn't feel like it was arm it was his arm that he was having conversations he was like he even told me she had a boyfriend that plays for the ravens and so you know she's not interested she just no was just curious curious on what i don't know um you didn't look you didn't look at the messages you don't know okay so she cuts she's randomly down in town and lost her wallet in the casino now she can't pay for a hotel so he gets up 
out of your house and go pay for a hotel at at um in in person and go pay for a hotel because she lost her wallet. She managed to call him, but can't call her boyfriend. And so that's what he tells you. He says nothing happens, nothing um nothing happened. But he pays the hotel, and then she goes around saying, like, well, actually, we did something, and we have, like, um, and I have the hotel receipt with his name on it to prove it. He tells you he didn't. He, he, mind, he doesn't tell you. The only reason he tells you is because the girl um, showed a receipt. And when, you, and when you try to question him, he gets defensive of, like, I'm just, I didn't do anything. I don't know why you keep questioning me about it. Tell me how that sounds to you. Like the ages of seventeen to twenty-two for me, okay? Um, oh, they are, they are, baby, they are you older than you. You, I, <laughs> I know, but it, it sounds like the ages of seventeen to twenty-two. That's when I realized this is a game that men do. Because, baby, when I question you and you immediately go to defense, the defense, and you acting like it's a, it's a problem that I'm asking a question about something that's factual in my face, and I'm looking at a receipt. Yeah, <laughs> um, it sounds like I would be a single woman at that moment. Um, because I'm I'm inclined not to believe you. Why are you running to be Captain Safe if another hoe? I, I I can't I can't fathom why why out of like you said all of the people in the whole wide world, mm-hmm. you call my man to come and save you, and you have a man. You probably have other male friends. You probably have family. You were in town for whatever said reason, so you knew possibly at least one other person here that wasn't my man, unless you were here for my man. And when I do the process of elimination, you were likely here for my man, because that little small casual talk got more curiosity. The curiosity of what she was like, she was curious, and we didn't know for what. Mm-hmm. He was also curious, and he didn't know for what, so they had to figure out what the what was. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's uh, you ain't my man no more. Like I, and and the part that even makes it even worse for me is how you jump mad. Well, to me, I feel like when you immediately jump to the fence and you jump, man, I told you I didn't do it while I used to talk about this, but I'm still looking at a receipt and you're not giving me a justification of the receipt. It's how you lose me. But, you know, the weird part about their relationship, he seems like the person that I think sometimes people wouldn't really pay attention to how people apologize. It seems like he may have apologized to her, for, but he's phrased in a way that just, he's like, I did a stupid thing. We can get over it. So, exactly. Are things forgivable? <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody, I'm an avid believer that I feel like everybody has their breaking points. I know for me, a man can never touch me and think that I'm gonna stay. Like I'm, I'm just not. I I know my breaking point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for some other people, it's cheating. For some other people, it's lying. For some other people, it's like everybody has their thing. That you know what? I just know I cannot work through this, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But when you just like I, this whole dynamic here is based off of trust, and you seemingly cannot be trusted. Oh. I'm not gonna trust you on. It's so many factors that I'm not gonna trust you on. And and the reason I told you sound like my 18 to my 22, like 17 to 22, is because this sound like some shit I done been through. And I'm just like, now I want to see your bank statements. Now I want to see what's going on in your phone. I don't have the space, opportunity, energy, or any of that to police a man to be with him. Mm-hmm. 
And from back in the day to now, I'm so happy I don't have the energy. And I'm happy I went through that in my younger years to know that this is not what we're going to be doing at this age. And I'm quite sure these Real House of Potomac women are much <laughs> older than me. Uh, so that's 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 a little, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say pathetic, but either this is something that she knows she can get past because cheating isn't her breaking point or or lying isn't her breaking point. I don't know which one it is for her. It don't seem um, like it's it. it the, so the problem is on and like so you don't watch the show and so the problem is is that like say they had six seasons right. Um, this is not the first time like he has been into a situation and kind of what it seemed like and he always and they I would say together as a couple they always have mm -hmm. an excuse for it right. But imagine trying to be her friend, and each season before you know she doesn't talk about this, but when everybody else is going through something in each season. She's like, well, why, why you moved out your house? Why is this? Why is that question? Why well, I feel like I'm your, your man is cheating. This is what I hear in the streets. And this is what I went. But when it comes to her, it's, it's a different story. But like I said, it gets to more nuanced conversation. But I just was like, everybody in the world, as he said this story on live TV in defense of her man. <laughs> and I don't think she's oblivious. And I said, go back to that pimple theory about just, you sound stupid. And it's in, I would rather you say, I, my man cheats or he, we are in an open relationship and I'm okay with it because it doesn't seem like he like you. Every time they're on TV, their chemistry, it's, you know, you know when people have been together for a long time, their chemistry almost like he just deals with her. Basically, Zonique, um, they're an older Zonique and um, that, that whatever her, um, that baby daddy is. Mm -hmm. that's, that's all they are. They're, they're an older couple of that. It definitely sounds like it. Mm -hmm. Very sad. Speaking of old couples, um, we're gonna go ahead and go try to agree to disagree. <laughs> you know, so I don't know if this categorized of agree to disagree is more so just a conversation me and Valley was going to have. It's something that I just maybe I need understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, so Jonathan Majors, as you know, got convicted um for sexual harassment, not sexual assault, and all that stuff, and he once again said. You know, he this time he put it towards Megan um good about how he's been she's been sticking by his side by Coretta Scott. Everybody seems really up in arms about it. I didn't quite understand why, in a way. Like I understand people's point, but I didn't understand what the deal was about it. Cause it seemed like he's using Coretta as like I guess as, as an example necessarily, but not in detail. I feel like that should be self-explanatory. No, I said it's it's being very surface level while trying to be deep. I don't know. I don't think I'm explaining it right. It just seems like he's talking about no matter how you feel about Coretta Scott King. I understand she's not. She's more than just Martin Luther King's husband. We understand his that is a conversation. We're not. I think sometimes people pick on the nuanced things. What I got from what he said was basically. I understand Coretta may have done, um, well, he didn't say that, but it seems like the intent behind it, as far as my point of view, is that I understand Coretta Scott is more than an individual. Michelle Obama is more than just Barack Obama's, Barack Obama's husband. However, when we're talking about in the realms of how I would want somebody to stick by my side no matter what, we're not talking about what Coretta does. We're not talking about necessarily what Martin King does. He's talking about how... 
unfortunately he was assassinated but up until then they were together and they stuck by each other she had every opportunity as, as a wife as a woman and an individual to kind of you know separate from separate from him especially for her safety and her children but she stuck beside him through all his stuff and i feel like that's what he's talking about and I don't understand why it is a it, why it's an issue. I just kind of need some education around it. So I'm not here to educate you on it. I'm here to tell you what, what I felt about it <laughs> um, as a woman, um, and as in the narrative that he has been portraying um, for the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. So you use this Coretta Scott example of trying to tell the previous woman that she was with that it got blown up that you would want this white woman to be more like Coretta Scott. And I know that he was referring to behavior and not looks and not, mm-hmm. and not what she can do versus what she has done. Right. Mm-hmm. As sticking beside her man, blah, 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 blah. Um, Cause he was more just talking about behavior than he ever was talking about Coretta. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you turn around and saw how that was received and then portrayed it upon a black woman and said that basically she acted and behaved just as Coretta Scott would. For me, it was it was bothersome in a in a moment of where I was just kind of like I, I probably tooted up my face, but I wouldn't have taken say social media how people had um, because Megan Good did what Megan Good did. Coretta Scott ain't here. Why are we still talking about her? And you already use it in in what society was on some yeah that's the wrong connotation in which you should have used that. Um, and then you bring it back up and you compare it to Megan Good. But Megan Good, talk about what she did. Talk about what Megan did. But he Why did. Still bring it? No, you've had, when you brought Coretta in, it just kind of just threw it all the way left. So she is it his problem? People can't focus? I'm, I'm going to shut up. I that. couldn't focus because I just was, once I heard the little clip, I was like, no, like, she's an awesome woman. Megan Good is really a, a, a stand in the paint player with the person that she's with like those are terminologies that could have been used this was a very challenging trial we had just started dating she didn't have to be here but you know i appreciate the love and the support that she gave me because not many women would have did it and but why we got to keep bringing up coretta if i'm not mistaken i even heard her whole family said can you please stop bringing my mama into this Mm -hmm. yeah the, the um, Bernice King act was like, I need you to stop my mom, which is more than um, my dad's husband. And and like I said, it's just... That part too. Like, the same thing like that's with... That's not the with... context of what he's... I guess, like I said, maybe... He's I'm talking just... about behavior, and I get that. But, yeah, but, but is that not the that behavior? Why you have to compare? A man does not no. like to be compared to another man. I, and a I understand that. like to be compared to another woman. I understand. So that. after you had done using it in the wrong context already to begin with, it just wasn't, and I'm not going to say he used it in the wrong context with the white girl. Uh-huh. What I am saying is that it was not something that was going to be received well. But he also, if I'm not sure. mistaken, wasn't yeah. it a recording that was released? It wasn't like something that he said to the public. Yeah. Um, but then you go to the public and you bring it back up again. And it's like you're trying to, you're trying to correct the way in which you used it at the beginning. And I just don't think that it was needed. Yeah, he could have. I say he could have used different words, and he could, like I said, I'm I'm not taking away from the point. I think you are completely right. I just think that when we talk about a lot of times, especially in the realms of social media, of what this expectation looks like for women, a lot of the times, I think sometimes, like, 
it looks like you reference a person who society holds these ideas for and it's easier to kind of compare it to somebody versus like it's not taken away i think two things can be true at the same time i don't think he's taken away from Coretta or megan and style i mean not, well, i said megan and style megan good <laughs> but it's more so just kind of ex exemplifying because we talk about how demeaning sex rated um everybody's talking about how sex rated is demeaning towards the black community and so it's just like now he's talking about I'm pausing real quick. Please hold that thought. Remember where you at? Uh -huh. But Sexy Red took very flattering maternity pictures. I did. I only and seen I her proper. And I my hands and I was proud of her. But go ahead. It's just like, I'm just confused on a narrative of social media. And this is why I tell, I just, I believe that, like, I'm not in the realms of trusting social media with their opinions, um, especially when it comes to me and my life. But based on social media what we constantly talk about throughout the years and throughout whatever um platform is how they want women to be quote unquote respectable to be this coretta scott or michelle obama mm -hmm. but when you use it, i said maybe it's just the, the messenger and um in the way scenario he's saying it because do make do michelle obama not because it's not like he says something that hasn't been said in rap songs and so it's just like you're talking about the characteristic of what you want in your woman and I understand, like I said, that is what you know what the person wants. I can't judge that. That is that is what you want. But if we're just focusing on that, I don't see what the issue is. If he's not trying to be demeaning, he's just saying a quality. Uh, could he just probably be more expressive with quality? I mean, with his mm -hmm. own, he could be more express expressive. Then again, he uses descriptive words. Yeah, but sometimes he's Coretta as and use a descriptive words. But I feel describe. like he said it. It just you have to kind of put it. So I, I will say this. I don't feel like I'm going to be a great, a good teacher or I'm not teaching is not my thing because I have this expectation that sometimes you have to go Google yourself and put this shit together. I shouldn't have to constantly with, but, but and I understand that's problematic. I think sometimes it's annoying to explain things or to do things in a sense of, of explaining things in nuance when we're that's not what you're taking from it and i think i have a hard time like just expressing those things because i'd be a, a piss poor teacher because i wouldn't know what to tell you because th that he he didn't so he, he in the context of what he was saying was like i'm glad she stuck by me through all my troubles and trials no matter what i've been going through we're not talking about um who credit scott is as a um necessarily as a person in in, in like she's not just she's more than a wife that's not what we're, talk we're talking about a partnership where she has my back and she's sitting there in the front row with me and that's what i like and that's the quality and that's who i'm referencing to make that point i shouldn't have to explain a point that we know but because of the person who i'm using i wish he would have just probably just said well at this point i wish he would have said um expressed like i said the qualities because it doesn't seem like people can connect those things because they can't get over the fact that who he used to make his point and it's just like being in a slow class and wait for the other class, the other side of the class getting um to catch up because that's all I took of that, and that's all I kind of I understand. Yes, Credit Scott is more than just you know a wife and all of that stuff, but sometimes you can't pick out just one things about people. Mariah carries more than her music, parent, ex wife. I'm saying, but like I said, but if I'm talking about maybe like her children, I'm not talking about, we're talking about one thing and this one like noticeable quality that is perceived. 
I think so. If you really want my honest opinion, if he hadn't used it in the first instance and it hadn't come out, I think if he would have used it here, it probably would pass through. That's true. So he didn't have a pass to use it a second time. No, and I, th I think that's all I'm saying. In this situation, he didn't have the the pass to use it a second time, and should have led with caution with responding with the Coretta Scott comment. Um, and honestly, I, I still don't. I think I think it's a discredit to Megan all that she did to want to compare me to someone else. Compare what I did. Talk about what I've done. I'm not Coretta. I'm not trying to be Coretta. And honestly, I think if she was. If he was Martin and she was she was her name was Coretta, she wouldn't be Coretta Scott King. Because I don't think that she would have stood in the paint with that. She just got done de doing dealing with the banter and slander that she had to deal with being the first wife to a pastor. Uh -huh. So if we're talking about from experiences and then going into doing something like that, and he was this um activist, I don't think that Megan would have stood by his side. Megan stood by his side for the incident and, and at hand. But would she have stood by if he was trying to be Martin Luther King? In my opinion, mm -hmm. I don't think she would have. <laughs> um, but in this situation, she did, especially with it being a new relationship. And I think if he would have just led with that and stopped, put a period there, and not did the whole Coretta Scott stint, he wouldn't be getting the backlash she got. I can agree to that. Now, if he would have, like I said, never used it in the first instance with the white girl and then brought it to her, and said it in passing, nobody would be talking about this. I think I think 98% of the people that have said something about it would have just breezed past it. But it's because it came out before, and, and in the context in which you use it, because people immediately went to the color, you're going to pay a black woman to a white woman? No, it's the actions. It's the behavior. It has nothing to do with color. Um, but then you throw it out again, and it's like, come on, man. You ain't wrong. I... I can say that I was just more so just I understand. I can tell you I'm always a I I, I consider myself a, a not a, a good teacher I would say because I do have an expect um, expectation sometimes for you to connect it and it's not the right way to go about teaching my personal opinion but some stuff I just don't really want to explain and I'm not gonna lie to you I just don't want to explain it. I don't feel like explaining. This is why I'm not a teacher. It's a million reasons why I'm not. I am my mother's child. <laughs> well, she's a teacher these days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was on the phone and I was like, ooh, I don't know how you do it. Who you telling? Ooh. It be all type of baby shark. In audibles and mm -mm, then snot and piss and all that. I'm good. And just, you know, teaching is well, not guys. my forte. <laughs> I lie. I'm very. If I understand y'all, ever be like, yeah, I'm a professor at this college. I, it will only have to be at a college. Even then, I'm still gonna just be like, I don't know. Just I'm gonna say what I say, and you figure it out. I'm not. A, I'm not a good teacher. I don't feel like maybe I can improve one day, but I'm not a teacher. I realized early on. This is so sidebar. Mm -hmm. um, I used to, in college, um, go and volunteer at a daycare that had VPK. Mm -hmm. And I think they realized, too. But I realized it immediately. So you have kids that learn at the normal level. Like, you teach them C-A-T is cat, the three-letter words. And I remember it specifically being sight words. And maybe, like, 75 85% of the class got them sight words like this. Mm -hmm. But that little 25 15% that didn't. My irritation wore across my face. I was like, what's wrong? Why are you not getting it? 
so it became it began to be where the, the actual teacher would take the 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 25, 15% that didn't, that wasn't catching on. Uh -huh. And she worked with them individually and left me with the ones where I could flash my sight words and we can get through. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of patience to teach people. And it's not, I think everybody can be a teacher at some point in whatever field that you are passionate about. Mm -hmm. But I do think it takes a lot of patience and a lot of skills to kind of teach like, certain things. I would say, I don't even know what to tell the kid if they, can't, if they don't understand. If I say it to you, and you can't say it back. I don't. I don't know where to go from there. And, and in Sapper, I've I've been an, a, a teacher in some sort of capacity in special education, and it's it is hard to kind of like go be like I don't know what to, I don't know how to explain this another way. And so it's like about finding vocabulary, and it just be like, whew, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you. People try to take their hat off to me for what I do, but baby, I take my hat off to special education teachers. Ooh, you tell her. Ooh, just or just just teaching in general. No, but special education, yeah. I really do because you really don't have a. I feel like that's 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 a level of working with a student that you have, and that's that's no matter the grade <laughs> that you have to really have a different level of a, an expectation. It's almost like you really can't, and just hope for because dealing with the class in totality, right? Because um, some kids may be emotionally, behaviorally disturbed, while some may actually have a learning disability, while some may be developmentally delayed, right? Uh -huh. And you have to figure that out and work with them wherever they're at. That's a little challenging. It is. I'm going to still be like, why you ain't getting the sight word? It's something completely different that's causing you not to get the sight word. Even if I do understand it, it's just teaching is a patience of level that I just don't have and I wish they would pay teachers a lot more at least a livable wage or something shit or at least every year you teach you get at least some money off your um student loans or something yeah if you pay them for 10 years but you know I'm well we in social services so you give me 10 years of social services it's gonna come off thanks all right. Well, y'all, thank you for sitting with us. You know, we thank you. If you have any questions or concerns or anything above, um, hit us up at the Juicy Cup Podcast at gmail.com or go to the Juicy Cup Podcast at Instagram. And, and then you can also reach us at Twitter, on Twitter, at the underscore juicy underscore cup. Yes. Thank you. And you all have a nice day. Bye.